Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. This is a good conversation here because many pensions for government employees are not making the grade. A group called Bellwether Education Partner says three in four states that offer teachers a retirement plan got an F. Only 13 states received the grades B or C. No state received an A. Much of the reason is that many pensions no longer pay out a monthly amount based on salary and years of service. So instead, they act kind of like a 401k and depend on yearly contributions and investment returns. So, Steve, what are the options when it comes to converting a government pension? And how can you make that money last through retirement when, again, many teachers are not even eligible for Social Security? That does make a big difference when teachers come in to actually talk about once they get that lump sum slash pension option is that reminder that they're not going to get Social Security. Now, that does make a lot of Missouri teachers mad when they when they look at it and say, what what do you mean when my spouse passes away? Mm -hmm. I don't get their Social Security. I said, well, it's mainly because of the fact that the, the pension system for the school teachers in the state of Missouri negotiated not to pay Social Security, that they were going to cover that. They said, well, but this is my husband's Social Security. And I'm going, I understand that, but mm-hmm. still you're not going to get it. You might get some of it depending on what your pension is. So we have that. So there are a lot of questions. Missouri teachers, sit down, give us a call. We'll, we can sit down. A lot are shocked when they do hear they're not going to get that Social Security. But I think the big thing with this one, it's not only the, quote, teachers that are looking at pension versus lump sum options. It's many of us. Almost Mm -hmm. everybody is getting that what should I do question. Most people do it simple math. They'll say, okay, I'm going to get X number of dollars a month, multiply it by 12, and divide the amount that the lump sum would be and say, I'll break even after so many years. Mm. That's how most people do it. It's not really an accurate thing to look at. One, the lump sum never got the opportunity to grow, so it goes from there. I like to look at it and say, okay, where are you at? Matt and Kim had come into the office. You know, Matt had a very, very, very good pension, you know, and he was still working, and he was probably going to get another pension after that. Mm Mm-hmm. Kim worked and in her pension, and she was not as old. She goes, you know, if I retire now and turn on the pension, because he's working and has a pension, we really don't need the money. Hmm. So that's when we looked at it and said, okay, we can control this asset. We don't need it right now. Let's go ahead and take the lump sum. We put a portion of that towards a, a fixed indexed annuity with an income rider that they could turn on about eight years in the future when when Matt was getting ready to retire. Then they looked at it and said, okay, that's when we're going to need the money. We don't really need it mm-hmm. right now. So they brought the money in. We converted it to a Roth. Then when they turn on the income in about three years, it'll be tax-free versus taxable. Yes, they had to pay the tax on the conversion, But to them, that made sense. And I'm going to say everybody out there is different. Whether you take the lump sum, whether you take the pension, there's a lot of variables that get figured into that. So let's sit down and look at your situation. If you have the option of a lump sum or a pension, give us a call. Let's make an informed decision on that because the problem is once the decision's made, it usually cannot be reversed. Mm -hmm. So 
let's let's make an informed decision about do you want the lump sum or do you want the pension? That's a great point. And before I let our listeners know how they can sit down with you uh, real quick right now, because we've seen this kind of fall through for a lot of individuals. You know, first of all, making the decision lump sum. How do I take it? How does it fit into my retirement plan, my income plan? But also those that have quite literally 100 percent relied on both their pension and Social Security only to be told, you know, two years before they retire that the company can't fulfill the pension. What do we do? Well, we, we've got a couple different ones. Once people get on pensions, there's a pension guarantee board so that it does have the availability if you're already receiving a pension. And it's got a limit, which is a fairly high limit, four to $5,000 a month that the companies pay into that we might not lose it there. Some of the things that have came up, there was, there was a decision in Baltimore where the firemen and the policemen, they were so many years of service, they were going to get a step out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the city said, no, you have to work five more years because we can't, af- we, we, we can't afford to pay you for that long. And it went to court. And it was finally decided that Baltimore could do that because of their financial difficulties. They, they had to be able to do that. Well, we start to look at that with other state pensions or corporate pensions. The state of Illinois is way behind on their pension benefits. They have not contributed enough. The values of the accounts are not high enough. Well, if it gets desperate enough because of precedents already being set, mm-hmm. can the state of Illinois walk away from their, quote, teachers or public employee and pensions? So there's a lot of changes that are going on in that right now. So I think that's the things that we want to look at to find out where would we be if it changes. But the main thing is, is what can we do about it now? And another stream of income that people are relying on because it's, quote, I guess going to be guaranteed, hopefully, if it's still around, Social Security. Well, there are some surprises that could deplete your Social Security benefits. There was a story in The Motley Fool that warns one is, one is that many don't expect them to be taxed, but the IRS might come calling if something called your provisional income exceeds certain thresholds. So what does this mean, this provisional income? How do you you know, safeguard this against our retirement and our Social Security, Steve? And that's one of the things when we talk about the taxation of Social Security benefits. It's always fun to watch the eyes of the audience when I say taxable as Social Security. And they're going, what? You, you mean my Social Security is taxable? I mean, I paid into this system. Mm-hmm. And the answer is 100% correct. It depends upon your income. There are what we call, you know, there there thresholds and in provisional income that that set what is going to happen with the Social Security. But the problem with those numbers, the quote first numbers came in if you make more than twenty five thousand as a single person or thirty two thousand as a married person, up to fifty percent of your Social Security. That came into being in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And then the higher amounts, if you could make over $34,000 as a single or $44,000 as a married person, that came in in the 90s. So what we have is what I like to call a double tax time bomb. So, so they're not adjusted for inflation. So what's happening every year? It's like this year, we could get a 5 to 6% gain on our Social Security. But if you're already on Medicare, guess what's probably going to happen? Most of the funds are going to be absorbed by your Medicare expenses. The true dollars that you get 
might not change. So I like to look at it for people when they come in. How can I get the most benefit from my Social Security? And if I can avoid taxes, that would be great. The problem of it is, is to avoid taxes. I got to look at your 401k and your IRA money and say, should we convert that to Roth now so that we don't get caught have to paying taxes on our Social Security in the future? Mm-hmm. It's a tool that works a lot for a lot of people. And there are people out there sitting there listening to this right now who could qualify for a tax-free retirement and have that income that you really want to have in retirement. If you're not sure if you'll qualify for that, give me a call. Let's sit down, do the analysis, and figure out, can you have a tax-free retirement? Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Steve All is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The All Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and the All Financial Hour podcast are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance license in the state of Missouri. Insurance license number 8039738.